Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You can do better than that, ladies and gentlemen. Marami pong ganap sa church, Bloom Ladies Conference, September 17. Kung hindi pa kayo nakakapag-register, our registration booths are open downstairs. And of course, uh, two Mondays from now, not tomorrow, but the Monday after tomorrow, Pastor Fred Tok will be with us for a night of preaching and discussion on mental health uh, issues and at the same time discussing about the keys to the blessed life. At alam niyo mga ka-Lighthouse, papurihan natin ang Panginoon dahil ngayon po, live tayo sa Facebook mga kaibigan. So, even as uh, we celebrate here, our uh, Lighthouse family, they are watching. As of kanina, we have more than 100 uh, viewers already, 100 families tuned in to our Facebook Live. And uh, I would like us to appreciate our media team for uh, the excellence that they have. Dahil po sa kanilang excellence, nagawa natin ang paraan that our internet will be so strong in our sanctuary so that on Sundays like this, here and abroad, Lighthouse people and the friends of Lighthouse family, we are able to gather together physically and yes, virtually, dahil mabuti po ang Diyos at marami ang kanyang ginagawa. Amen? Amen. Ang ating pong kids church teachers ay naghihintay na sa ating mga anak. Uh, if, you are, if your kids are with you and they are willing to be part of the kids ministry, our kids church teachers are waiting for you because... Even as we gather here as adults, meron pong pagtitipon ang mga kabataan sa ating kids center, sa ating kids church sa taas. Palapakan natin ang ating kids ministry for always being so excellent in ministering to our young people. Uh, parents, thank you for also ihatid nyo ng inyong mga anak para ma-enjoy nila ang company ng kanilang mga kapwa, mga bulilit. Thank you, Pastor. Okay. Hanggang ngayon po ay nagano pa rin, nagre-resonate pa rin ang ating pinagdaanang buwan ng wika. Pwede bang palapakan ulit natin si Lord, mga kaibigan? Binira ko ni Brother Arnel Juan kanina. Sabi niya, Pastor, hindi na pang malakasan ang forma mo ngayon. Kasi sa nakalipas na apat na linggo, nakabarong. Sabi niya, mukhang hindi pang malakasan. Sabi ko, pang normal ngayong araw, mga kapatid. Pero maganda rin minsan, paminsan-minsan magbabarong tayo. Ano po? Kaya thank you again to our coordinators, our workers, the Lighthouse Performing for Performance Ministry. Let's give praise to the Lord for this. And I am just so looking forward na marami pa tayong gaganapin na ganitong mga bagay. Ang tradisyon ay malakas, ang kultura po ay ating katuwang para atin pong mapalaganap ang salita ng Diyos. At of course... Dito sa Pilipinas at sa saang mang bahagi ng mundo, ang isang tradisyong ating palaging inoobserve every year in every person's life and every family is the celebration of birthdays, mga kaibigan. Ngayon po ay nagsimula na ang September, kaya atin pong babatiin ang lahat ng mga September birthday and anniversary celebrants. Pwede hubang uh, palapakan natin si Lord, mga kapatid? We will not ask you to come forward. We will just ask you to stand up para we can pray for you. Sa lahat mo ng mga birthday celebrants, pwede bang September celebrants? Pwede bang tumayo kayo sandali? Pastor Rom, Sister Melody, yeah, Sister Shelly, Brother Vince, Brother Vinay, Sister... Oh, wow! Thank you, Sister Lord. Wow! Thank you. Wag muna kayong... Uh, wag, wag muna kayong uh, upo. Sister Cookie, Sister Pepper, thank you. Wow, thank you. Happy birthday to our birthday celebrants for Michael Galapin. Yeah! At ang rito. Thank you, Lord. And Liza Chong is online. Happy birthday, Sister Liza. Dahil ikaw ay mami, Brother Noel, celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Kung kayo po ay katabi ng mga birthday celebrants, pwede bang itouch nyo sila para lang uh, ma-feel nila ang pagmamahal ng Diyos? Salamat, Panginoon, for our birthday celebrants. Salamat, Lord, na ngayong September, nilaampunin niyo 
na itong maging birth month nila so that they will always find reasons so that they can celebrate and glorify your name. So Lord, as they celebrate their day, this month, we pray, Lord, that the outpouring of the love of the Holy Spirit shall be felt by every celebrant that stands here before you. Maraming salamat ama for being the author of life. Bless them now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Everyone will say, Amen. Amen. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Alam niyo, meron akong good news, mga kapatid. Ready for the good news? Right after the service, ang isa po sa mga celebrants, ang dalawa, dalawa po sa mga celebrants natin, ay treat ang buong church into a beautiful lunch. Okay? Meron pong mga burgers, I believe. Meron mga choros. Uh, merong masasarap na pagkain. Right after the service, pagbaba po natin, naghahanda po sila sa baba para sa ating celebration time. So, batiin na rin po natin pasalamatan natin ang mag-asawang Yumul, si Brother Vince and si uh, Sister Shelly. Na napaka-generous that on their birthdays, they have chosen to celebrate with their Lighthouse family. At dito pa nila binitbit ang kanilang treat for everyone to enjoy our birthday celebrations. Hallelujah! Napakagandang tradisyon ang pagsiselebrate. So, uh, thank you, Brother Ben, Sister Shelly. Ang isa pang tradisyon ng Pilipino, alam niyo kung ano? Tanungin niyo ko, ano? Tayo ang pinakamahabang Christmas celebration sa buong mundo, mga kaibigan. Tradisyon ng Pilipino po yan. Kung kayo galing, galing Canada, like the Santua family, pwede bang i-appreciate natin ang Santua family who are here from Canada. Bagong kasal si, si Josh at saka si Anne. And um, alam niyo sa Canada, siguro ang Christmas celebration, one day lang, December 25 lang. Sa Pilipinas po, pagtungtong ng September 1. Christmas na po yun, mga kaibigan. Kaya pinasimulan ni Pastor Leo kanina, aawitin natin ang uh, national anthem ng mga Pilipino, mga kapatid. Okay? Lights, uh, sounds on, um, Noel, ha? Tingnan natin kung... Sana hindi tayo ma-flag ng Facebook. Ito naman po'y katuwaan lang. Whenever I see girls Everybody. and boys selling lanterns on the streets, I remember the child in the manger as he sleeps. All the boys! Wherever there are people giving gifts, exchanging cards, I believe that Christmas is truly in their hearts. Let's light our Christmas trees. For a bride tomorrow Where nations are at peace And all are one Okay, all the ladies, ready? God. Everybody now Let's sing Merry Christmas And, and a Happy Holiday This season may we never forget The love we have for Jesus Let him be the one to guide us as another new year starts And may the spirit of Christmas Be yours in our Well, you can now tone down Bago tayo ma-flag ng Facebook Okay? Okay na, Noel every song the community Okay na, okay na, okay na Palapakan natin si Jose Marichan, mga kaibigan Traditions Maraming tradisyon na ipinanganak lamang sa Pilipinas, pero ito po ay sineselebrate na ng buong mundo. Traditions can also define our character as people. Because traditions are our shared behaviors. They reflect our shared experiences. Kaya maganda yung isipin natin na sa Pilipinas, halos apat na buwan, September, October, November, December. Minsan nga, January, meron pa rin kayong Christmas tree, mga kapatid. Tatanggalin mo lamang pag Valentine's na ang Christmas tree. Six months ang Christmas celebration sa buong Pilipinas. Ito'y magandang kaugalian dahil palagi, palagi nating naalala 
na nasa sa atin ang presensya ng ating Panginoong Heso Kristo. Amen? Kaya, for the next nine Sundays, the whole of September and the whole of October, pangungunahan po ng inyong mga pastors ang isang sermon series from the book of Luke, How to Root in Christ-like Character. At gagamitin ng Panginoong Jesus ang lahat ng aspeto, kultura man yan, tradisyon, wika o lingwahe, ang pagiging makapilipino, makapamilya ng bawat isa. Gagamitin ng Diyos yun para tayo ay nakatungtong sa isang immovable rock. But all of this, kung hindi natin ia-anchor sa salita ng Diyos, ating napagtanto for the last four Sundays sa ating buwan ng wika, nakulang. Ang wika, kulang ang tradisyon, kulang ang kultura kung hindi ito napapagitna at napapasentro sa salita ng Panginoong Heso Kristo. Amen? So, advanced study mga kapatid. Basahin niyo po ang Book of Luke. Yun po ang maging, inyong maging uh, devotionals for the next two months. Ulit-ilitin po ninyo para every time your pastors stand here and we preach from the Book of Luke, Mas ramdam ninyo dahil nabasa nyo na ng paulit-ulit ang salita ng Diyos. Dapat po ang salita ng Diyos ay hindi nyo lamang naririnig at nababasa pag Sunday. Dapat everyday, ninanamnam natin ang tamis at ang kapangyarihan ng salita ng Diyos. Shall we commit this series unto the Lord? Let's bow down and pray. Panginoon, salamat po that you are the Word that became flesh. And you even dwelt amongst your people. If only to make us realize, the Lord, that your word is life to those that heed your counsel. And so today, Lord, sa aming pong pagsisimula ng two-month series on the book of Luke, hinihingi po namin ang basbas ng banal na spirito. That you will be the speaker every time your pastors preach here in your sanctuary. Every time your children would read and open the pages of the Scriptures, that Holy Spirit, you will anoint our moments of, of communion with you. So even today, Lord, come, Holy Spirit, and speak in ways only you can. In the name of Jesus, and everyone will say, Amen. Palapakan si Lord, mga kaibigan. I remember this anecdote na merong isang, merong isang lalaki, ang kanyang lifelong work was to be a carpenter. And when he was old and gray, nung ramdam niyang hindi na siya kasing talas at kasing lakas ng kanyang dating pangangatawan, nagpaalam siya sa boss ng kanilang construction company because he has been an employee all of his life. He said, Bossing, pwede bang magpaalam? Ngayong buwan, ako sana ay magre-retiro na. I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor, enjoy the sunset years of my life with my loved ones. And the boss said, okay, I'll give you your retirement, but I have one last project for you. In the next 30 days, I'd like you to build me one more house. Instead na ikasayaan ng karpintero, ito'y kanyang ni-resent. Why? Feeling niya, napaka-slave driver naman ang aking bossing. Alam na nga niyang magre-retiro na ako, ako'y pinilit pa rin niya na magtayo pa ng isa pang project. And so, for the next 30 days, na-extend pa nga ng another 30 days, so nag-60 days, he made this house, but his heart obviously was not upon that project. He did it talaga ano na, Gutay-gutay na, yung pinakalumang hiero ang nilagay niya, yung mga pinaka, kinakalawang na mga pako ang kanyang inilagay, just for compliance sa huling utos ng kanyang boss. And then finally, he presented the finished project to his boss. Here is your house, your last project for me. And then his boss said, and here are the keys, because this is my last gift to you. It's going to be your house for your retirement years. How would you have felt if you were that carpenter? When all of your life, you did good, you did your company good by being the most excellent worker, and yet, on your last project, because you resented it and because your heart was not in it, 
because your soul was kind of resentful of the added load that was given to you in supposedly your exit time, you did a lousy job. Sorry for the word. But it turned out it's going to be your last lifelong legacy. Christianity can be likened to that in many respects. We always say here in Lighthouse that it's not always how you began, it is always judged by how you finish. You can always start things strongly, but at the end, it is how you finish the course, how you finish the line, how you finish the race, by which and through which you will be judged by people. I was attending a conference in Haggai Leadership Institute in Singapore many years back. And I remember one lesson that my teacher taught us. In a, in a class of about 50 people from 33 countries. So merong Arabiano, merong Nepali, merong uh, Cambodian, merong Pinoy, merong Argentinian, Brazilian. He said, okay, I'd like you to count one, two, three, one, two, three. That's like what we do during seminars. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And after speaking, one, two, three, one, two, three, he said, okay, all the, all the ones stand up. I was number two. So all the ones stood up. I was I remained seated. This is the statistics in Christianity. Of the people that are here, if statistics is to be followed, only one of every three Christians will finish strong. Number And he started relating stories upon stories of believers who started it right, who were so passionate, aflame, naglalagablab, nagumapoy sa kanilang pagsisilbi sa Panginoon. And yet, in the course of life, as life happened to them, they started falling out. Nagtampo sa pastor, nagtampo kay Lord, nagtampo sa church, nagtampo sa kasitmate. And before you know it, they did not pursue the calling of Christianity anymore and they finished weak, if at all they finished. Because many of them wouldn't. Ang ating pong series for the next two months, I will anchor it in Luke chapter 6. If you have your Bibles, please open now your Bibles to the book of Luke. Again, I encourage you to always open your Bibles, bring your Bibles every time you come to church. And even sa ating mga kapatid na nasa mga kabahayan, maganda po ang ating pong bitbit ang ating Bible or ang ating Bible app so that we can read together. Luke chapter 6, can we read this out loud together? Ready, go. Verse 47. Everyone who comes to me and hears my word and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose and the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. The last Two, three days. Nakatutok tayo dahil sa super typhoon Henry and Cardo ba yun? Gardo. Na nagtipon silang dalawa, nagmerge silang dalawa mga super typhoons. And salamat na lamang at hindi tumama, nagland uh, fall sa bansang Pilipinas. Pwede bang papurihan natin ng Panginoon, mga kapatid? But I have been glued to my YouTube channels. Sa pagpapakita ng mga labis na naapektuhan ang mga kabahayan sa Tugigaraw, sa Isabela, sa Northern Luzon, and the floods just devastated hectares upon hectares of plantations. The Bible promises, as Pastor Sam Sadi would say this, the test of orthodoxy and the test of apostasy is the same. Whether you're an Orthodox Christian, matibay kang Kristiyano, or apostate ka, ikaw ay naliligaw ng landas, nagbabackslide, ang test is the same. The rains will come down, and the floods will come up, and the winds will batter upon your life's structures. Because kung itutuloy niyo po ang Luke chapter 6, ang mabuting bahay na nakatayo sa bato, at ang bahay na nakatayo sa sand, they were inundated, they were barraged, they were hit by the same tests. 
The typhoons and the storms of life will come. The batteries of faith will come whether we like it or not. And great will be the sustainability of those that will build their homes and their lives upon the rock. Because the reverse is also true. Ang mga taong hindi matibay ang pundasyon nung dumating ang unos at ang baha at ang hangin, they fell, and the Bible says, great was their fall. And then Luke 7, kung saan magsisimula ang ating series, mga kapatid. Luke 7 verse 1 would now say, that after Jesus spoke all of these sayings, Sa Luke chapter 6. Kung babasahin niyo yung Luke chapter 6, nandun po yung mga shorter version ng Beatitudes ng Matthew chapter 5. It's a parallel synoptic gospel. Nandun yung Beatitudes, blessed are you when you do this, blessed are you when you do that. And then Luke 7 would say that after Jesus finished all his sayings and the hearing of the people, he now entered Capernaum. Meaning, the Lord in the first six chapters of Luke he laid down the orthodoxies. Ibig sabihin, he laid down the teachings. He laid down the beatitudes. He laid down the presence of his power that the Spirit has now anointed him to preach the good news to the poor. And he ended Luke 6 by saying, Blessed are you when you hear the word and you do it because you are like a man who built his house upon the rock. And then Luke 7 is now the demonstration of how truly it is to build a life upon a rock. So our reading today, I'll preach in so much more, we'll start from verse 11. Luke 7 verse 11. Basahin lang natin to and then I will do some orality exercise. Ready, go. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain and many of his disciples went with him. A large crowd, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. Verse 13. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. And then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carry him, who carried him, stood still, and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And so he was dead. He who was dead sat up and began to speak. Hallelujah. And he presented him to his mother. Verse 16. And then fear came upon all and they glorified God saying, a great prophet has risen up among us and God has visited his people. For this Sunday's first installment of this series, I would like to entitle this, Building Upon a Rock by Rooting in Compassion. Our lives will be built upon the rock, the Christ-like character of compassion. Namaramdaman natin ang habag na nararamdaman ng Diyos sa mga taong kanyang kinakalinga. If you flip your Bibles now to Exodus 34, Konting exegesis lang po mga kapatid. In Exodus 34, this was a time when Moses stood before the Lord. In those, one of those moments when Moses would now commune with God. Verse 6 would say that the Lord passed in front of Moses. You know this narrative, right? Nandun sila sa Mount Sinai and the Lord's presence passed in front of Moses. And it was the Lord who was proclaiming, not Moses. It was the Lord, or maybe the angels of the Lord were the ones proclaiming. And the proclamation was this. Pakibasa na malakas. Ready, go. The Lord, the Lord, compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Now, mahaba pa po yung description kay Lord sa mga talata na yun sa Exodus 34. But imagine if that was really God passing in front of Moses. And maybe a host of angels were, were with, the, with God, with Yahweh, with El Shaddai. And the angels, or maybe God himself, was having this self-proclamation. The Lord, the Lord. And he began describing himself in Exodus 34. And of all descriptions 
of all character traits that he could use to describe himself, he made use. And it's no accident that the Lord would say, the Lord, the Lord, compassionate. I'd like to talk about it today, mga kapatid. Sa ating online, paano natin, paano natin tutungtungan ang bato, the solid rock of God's compassion? And how can it be our character as well? Because if we are built upon that rock and we are people of compassion, if we are people of mercy, as God is compassionate and God is gracious and slow to anger and abounding in love, if we can be that as well, then we know our lives are truly being built upon a rock. Rakim, rakum. Yung pong word na yun, compassionate. If you click it in your concordance dictionary, the Greek word is rakum. If you go to the Greek word oiktermon, the same, compassion. Now, I am, I don't want to impress you with that, with those words, but importante pong merong word study. You know why? Because the word, the Hebrew word rakum, is very much related to the Hebrew word for womb. Sinapupunan. Rekhim. Rakum, rekhim. No wonder whenever God talks about compassion, He always, always in so many analogies and parallelisms, He would talk about the womb, the rekhim of a mother. That's how compassionate God is. Just like a mom would be so compassionate to that baby inside her womb. Mami Liza, again, happy birthday. Liza just went through her delivery. Nag premature ang baby nila, but this baby truly is a child of promise. The baby of the Chongs. They have waited for this baby for so long. And we were there because we're part of the same discipleship group. How Liza and Noel would touch and embrace that belly of that mom, the rakim of the mom. Why? Because they knew this is such a precious child. Rakum, rakim. Imagine that the Lord is holding you, as Pastor Leo would say, holding you by His righteous right hand because He is powerful, yes. Because He is loving, yes. But also because He is compassionate and He knows how weak we are, how limited we are, how finite we are, and how limitless His power is for as long as you are attached to His compassionate mercies, we know we are building our house, our families, our lives upon the rock. To God be the glory. Amen. I can stop there right there and then, mga kaibigan. Na-preach ko na ang word kung magtitigil ako ngayon pa lang. But let me go on para lang ma-appreciate natin ang word neto. So I went to the dictionary. What does rakum, what does oiktermon mean? What does it mean? Full of compassion. Ultra merciful. Sabi pa ng isang um, concordance, sabi, to be deeply moved by the pain of others. When was the last time you ever felt that towards other people? Another concordance would say, it's literally your pain in my heart. Hindi nyo nang mabasa, di ba? Kailangan talaga palitan na natin ang LED screen ng ating LCD ngayon, mga kapatid. Malapit na, promise. That you feel the pain of others. In our times, meron tayong tinatawag na selective compassion. Kung sino lang ang malapit sa puso natin, kung sino lang minsan, aminin naman natin yung hindi, yung taong alam mong pagdating ng panahon, pwede rin ibalik sa'yo ang compassion. Kaya gagawan mo ng favor ngayon because one day you wanna reap from that sowing of kindness. But God's compassion is different. God is compassionate even to those people that don't deserve it. That even while we were still sinners, the gospel would say, Christ already died for us. Karapat dapat ba ang makasalanan katulad ni Jojo Baldo sa compassion ng Panginoon? No. Karapat dapat ba ang kahit sinong taga lighthouse sa kaawaan at habag ng Panginoon? There is nothing that we can do, nor we have done, or will we ever do, that will make us say we are deserving of God's compassion. God is moved because it is part of His character. He is moved by the pain of others so that when the people in Egypt 
when the Israelites in Egypt were groaning in pain, he called Moses and he said, Moses, Moses, I have heard, I have felt the groaning of my people. Your pain in my heart. That's what compassion means. It's not just the passing click of that icon na merong tear sa Facebook. Para masabi mo lang, sympathetic ka. Lagyan mo, And that's it, you've done your compassionate act. But to be moved at the core of your being, it is building yourself upon the rock. Now let me dem- demonstrate it in a unique way today. Kasi ang mga kwento sa Luke 7 ay mga kwentong um, sanay na tayong pakinggan. At pag sanay na tayong pinapakinggan, minsan hindi siya, wala nang freshness. Sa gawin na naman nating orality, okay? Uh, involved na naman ng audience sa pagpipreach ng Word of God today. Game? Pwede bang akbayan mo yung katabi mo, sabi mo, kasali ka sa script ngayong araw, okay? At kayong nasa kabahayan ngayon, kasali kayo sa pagsasabuhay ng salita ng Diyos. But for your pre- reference lang, I'd like you to turn to Luke chapter 7. Verses 2, all the way to the last verse, verse 50. So, obviously, wala tayong oras para 49 verses. Basahin natin. Gawin na lang nating buhay ang salita ng Diyos. Now, the Lord, Luke chapter 7, started entering into Capernaum. And the Lord started ministering to people. Maybe as a way to show His disciples and His present-day disciples in Lighthouse that God, that God's word is not just merely authored, dapat ipinapakita. Hindi lang sa salita, pero pati sa gawa. Paano maiintindihan ng mga tao ang compassion ng Diyos? And the Bible says, nung si Lord ay naglalakad-lakad sa syudad ng Capernaum, bigla siyang nilapitan ng mga pari. Nilapitan siya ng mga pari. Sabi ng mga pare, Jesus, kung merong isang tao na karapat dapat na tulungan mo, yan ay isang Roman officials, isang centurion dahil napakabait ng taong ito. Nagpagawa pa siya ng, ng kapelya, nagpagawa pa siya ng chapel, nagpagawa pa siya ng isang templo para sa mga hudyo. Kung merong isang taong deserve na tulungan niyo, Panginoon, sabi ng mga pare, dapat puntahan mo ang centurion dahil ang kanyang kasambahay, ang kanyang servant ay ngayon ay kasalukuyang may sakit. You know that story, right? And you know what? In the first act of Jesus' compassion in Luke chapter 7, Jesus could have said, Weh! Kayo mga pare, lahat na lang ng ginawa ko, sinasalungat ninyo, pero ngayon, feeling you deserving kayo sa aking compassion? Jesus could have said it, right? Kasi palaging kontrabida ang mga Pharisees sa kwento ng Bible. But here is the first act of Jesus' compassion. Jesus went with them. That the Lord was actually willing to leave the comforts of His home, of His ministry, and the Lord actually went with the priests, with the Pharisees. And then all of a sudden, merong isang servant na tumatakbo. Ipinadala ng centurion. Because the centurion had something to say to Jesus. At ito ang mensahe na ipinadala ng centurion sa pamamagitan ng isa pa niyang servant. Panginoon, hindi po ako karapat-dapat natanggapin ka kayo sa aking pamamahay. Ako'y maruming nila lang. May dugo ang aking mga kamay. Subalit naiintindihan ko po ang konsepto ng kapangyarihan. Kapag ako po ay naguutos sa mga aking tao, dagli silang sumusunod. Kaya alam ko po, Panginoon, sambitin niyo lang ang mga salita at ang aking may sakit na kasambahay ay gagaling. Wow, palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. Now imagine, in one synoptic gospel, it was the centurion himself na lumapit kay Lord. Pero sa Luke gospel, hindi si centurion ang lumapit kay Lord. Isang tao lamang na pinadala niya. Ganon siya ka-feeling undeserving. May dugo sa aking mga kamay, Lord. Pero sambitin mo lamang at gagaling ang aking kasambahay. And you know the rest of the story. Sabi ni Lord, wow! Sa buong buhay ko, 
wala pa ako nakitang ganyang kalakas at kalalim na pananalig sa bansang Israel. Sabi niya, bumalik ka na sa bahay mo dahil ngayong oras na ito, pinagaling ko na ang kasambahay ng iyong master. And that's one gospel that remains to be told again and again until our present time. God is a God of compassion. Amen? Palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. Tapos na po ang 2 to 10. At patuloy nang naglakad ang Panginoon. At yun ang binasa natin kanina. Sa verse 11, biglang pumasok si Lord sa city of Nain. At ang kanyang nakita ay ang prosesyon. Nagpuprosesyon dahil merong ililibing. At nakita niya ang paghihinagpis ng isang widow, ng isang balo na babae. At ito ang mga narinig ni Jesus. Panginoon, nag-iisa na lang po ako sa buhay. Ako po ay isang balo at ngayon ang kaisa-isa kong anak na lalaki ay pinawian na ng buhay. Paano na po ako, Panginoon? Paano na po ako, Panginoon? Wala sa Bible yan, but I had the artistic freedom to put those words. Because sa bansang Israel, ang pagiging balo isang curse. Babae ka na, balo ka pa. At ang kaisa-isahan mong anak na lalaki na inasahan mong magtataguyod sa'yo, yun pa ang namatay. And the word that we read a while ago was this, Jesus was moved with compassion. And you know the rest of the story? Hinawakan ng Panginoon ang coffin, spoke to the dead person, young man, arise, and there was great revival, and there was praising, and there was worship. Come on, Lighthouse, isimulate natin ang pagpupuri ng mga tao sa Israel. Nung nakita nila ang pagaling ng isang batang patay na, pero ibinalik niya sa piling ng kanyang nagdadalamhating ina. That's how passionate God's compassion is. At sa kanyang paglalakad, meron na namang isang disipulo ang lumabit, but this time, the disciple of John the Baptist. At meron ding hinahatid na balita para kay Jesus galing kay Juan Bautista. Sundan niyo po ang kwento, 18 to 35 of Luke 7 na po tayo. At ito ang mensahe ng nagsalitang disipulo. Panginoon, ikinulong po nila si Juan Bautista. At labis ang kanyang paghihirap sa loob ng piitan. Siya po, Panginoon, ay naguguluhan. Ginagawa lamang niya ang kanyang panawagan para ihanda ang inyong daraanan. At meron siyang katanungan, Panginoong Yesus. Kayo raw po ba talaga ang hinihintay naming Mesiyas? O may iba pa na dapat kaming hintayin? Kayo ba talaga ang hinihintay naming Mesiyas? If you can remember, if you can feel that, thank you, Pastor Leo. If you can feel that pain, the pain of disappointment, they have been waiting for the Messiah, and the one that ran ahead of the Messiah, John the Baptist, nasa ngayon, nasa kulungan. Kayo ba talaga ang hinihintay namin? Or nagkamali ang aming mga disipulo sa paghihintay sa iyo? And the Lord says, ito ang sabihin mo kay Juan Bautista. Ang mga bulag ay nakakakita, ang mga lumpo ay nakakalakan, ang mga may ketong ay napalinis na. Ang mga patay ay binubuhay at ang lahat ay nakaririnig ng mabuting balita ng kaligtasan. Iparating mo kay Juan Bautista, hindi sayang ang ministeryong kanyang ginawa sa kanyang buhay. At nagkaroon ng pagpupuri sa Israel that day. Pwede bang papurihan natin ang Panginoon, mga kapatid? When you have doubts... When you have questions, when you feel like God has forgotten you and God has seemed to, be, seemed to have committed a mistake, then maybe we can realize God was compassionate to John the Baptist. Hindi niya pinagalitan. Pwede niya nasabihing, ang labo mo naman dyan. Ang lakas-lakas mo mag-preach ngayon, nakulong ka lang, ganyan nakablambot ang iyong pananampalataya. But he affirmed John the Baptist. He even proclaimed to the rest of the people, No greater man has lived greater than John the Baptist. At nagpatuloy si Lord sa kanyang pagmiministeryo. Pumasok siya sa bahay ng isang pariseyo. At habang siya ay nakaupo, 
doon sa dinner na i-prepare ng pariseo, biglang may pumasok na isang babaeng makasalanan. Isang babaeng kilala sa kanilang bayan bilang isang babae of ill repute. Babaeng pinagpasapasahan ng kung sino-sinong kalalakihan. At ito ang sambit ng makasalanang babaeng ito. Panginoon, ako po ay makasalanang nilalang. Marami po akong mga maling nagawa. Hayaan niyo pong aking iaalay ang aking pinag-ipunan sa sisidla na alabastro at ibuhos sa inyong paanan ang pabangong ito. Patawarin niyo po ako, Panginoon. Patawarin niyo po ako, Panginoon. Pero merong sumabat. Isang pariseyo na instead na ikatuwa ang paglapit ng isang makasalanan kay Jesus, ito ang sambit ng pariseyong ito. Alam mo, atin-atin lang to ah. Kung talagang propeta itong Jesus na ito, dapat ay alam niya na ang babae na ito na umahawak sa kanyang paanan ay isang marumi at makasalanang babae. Bakit niya pinapayagang makalapit sa kanya? Ang ganitong klasing walang kwentang nilalang. Ramdam na ramdam ni Pastor John Rupa ang pagiging pariseyo, no mga kaibigan? And the Lord said, meron akong kwento sa inyo. Meron dalawang tao. Meron silang pagkakautang sa isang mayamang negosyante. Yung isang tao ang kanyang utang ay isang daang libo, samantala yung isang utang niya ay isang libo lamang. Pagdating ng panahon ng paniningil, ang sabi ng mayamang negosyante, yung isang daang libo mo, pinatawad ko na, wala ka ng utang. Yung isang libo mo, pinatawad ko na, wala ka ng utang. Nagtanong ang Panginoon sa mga nakikinig. Sino sa tingin nyo, sa dalawang pinatawad ng negosyante, ang magiging mas mapagpasalamat sa nagpatawad sa kanila? Sino sa tingin nyo? Come on, gawin natin buhay ang Biblia. Sino sa tingin nyo ang magpapasalamat? Ang may pinatawad na mas malaking pagkakautang, correct? At ang sabi ni Jesus, tama ang inyong obserbasyon. Ang babaeng ito, malaki ang kasalanan. Kaya ganun na lamang ang kanyang lubos na pagmamahal sa akin. Mula nung pumasok ako kanina pa, wala na siyang tigil sa kakaiyak, kakalinis ng aking mga paa sa mamagitan ng kanyang mga luha. Ibinuus pa niya ang isang pabango sa aking kamay, sa aking paa. Pero kayo, kanina pa ako naririto, wala man lang humalik sa akin, wala man lang naghugas sa aking paanan. And then the Lord laid down a powerful principle. He who has been forgiven much will love much. Ang mga taong labis na pinagpala at pinatawad ng Diyos ay ang mga tao ring magmamahal ng lubos sa Diyos na nagpatawad sa atin. Hallelujah! 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 Sana po nabuhay sa inyo ang kwento ng Biblia sa Gospel of Luke. Apat na kwento ng buhay na nung araw na yun, when the Lord says, if you'd like to build your house upon the rock, ang first demonstration ng Lord ng kanyang pagiging Diyos ay ang kanyang pagiging mahabagin. Ang pagpapakita niya ng kanyang pagkaawa sa taong may halos mamatay-matay na na servant sa isang nag-grieve na widow, sa isang propetang perplexed and doubting, sa isang babaeng labis na makasalanan. Today, my friend, before we take our communion, apat na points lang. The compassion of Jesus for a dying servant unleashed the faith of the centurion. Dahil laging mabagay ng Panginoon, nabuhay ang pananampalataya ng centurion ito. Lord, I don't deserve you to come over my house and under my roof. But say the word, Lord, and my servant will be healed. That's the power of compassion, mga kapatid. Today we have realized the compassion of Jesus for a grieving widow caused worship as they glorify the Lord. Labis ang pagdiriwang ng Israel. What a great prophet God has sent upon us. Dahil sa habag ng Panginoon, nabubuhay ang ating pagsamba sa ating Diyos na buhay. 
the compassion of Jesus for a perplexed prophet brought redemption to the heart of John the Baptist. Kaya after that day, wala nang narinig tungkol kay John the Baptist because very soon, pinugutan si John the Baptist ni Herod. But wala na siyang reklamo dahil na-affirm, na-confirm ng Panginoon ang kanyang panawagan. The works that you have done, John the Baptist, nothing has ever been in vain. And lastly, the compassion of Jesus for the sinful woman ushered in God's forgiveness, salvation, and peace. Kaya ang manghuling salita ni Lord sa makasalanang babae, humayo ka, pinatawad ko na ang iyong mga kasalanan, tanggapin mo ang kaligtasan at ang kapayapaan ng Diyos. Can we have the praise and worship, please? Today, my friend, Christ-like compassion, as we have seen by the power of the Word of God, resulted and will result in four important things. Faith. Pananampalataya. Tutungtung tayo in a foundation just like a rock if our faith is strong. Next Sunday, I will build more on this because next Sunday I'll talk to you about building upon a rock by growing and rooting in faith. Pag-uusapan pa natin yan. Luke chapter 8 na po tayo next Sunday. But today we have seen God's compassion enlivens in us worship, consolation, na hindi sayang ang mga pinagpapagalan mo. But most importantly, forgiveness. Bago tayo umawit, let me make this very, very practical before we open the altar for prayers. Ngayong nakita natin ang counsel of the Lord that says, Be merciful as the Father in heaven is merciful. The Lord always is the incarnate Savior. He saves us so that we can now be instruments of His salvation to other people. I'll give you a few suggestions. Is that okay? Kalabitin mo ang katabi mo. Sabi mo, you're root in compassion this week. Ngayong, ngayong week, ha? kailangan maging compassion na tayo. Una, una suggestion lang. I suggest na ngayong week, tawagan yung isang taong may sakit and pray for them on the spot. Maramdaman lang ng isang taong nakaratay sa banig ng karamdaman na may nakakaalala sa kanya. Tawagan mo, kung malakas ang loob mo, dalawin mo sa bahay kung hindi naman COVID ang kanyang pagkakasakit. Go and be the instrument of God's compassion for this friend. Assignment ko po yan this week para sa inyo. Okay? Pray for someone who is ill. Be God's agent of compassion. Pangalawa po, ngayong week, as the Lord brings to your fold a friend who is in despair, just listen. Lend that friend a listening ear. At pagkatapos niya magbuhos ang kanyang mga, mga kabigata sa buhay, just testify to this friend how God, how our Jesus came through for you in the many events of your life. Boast upon Jesus. That's the Chuck Quinley prayer. Lord, today send me someone who needs to hear about what you have done in my life. Can you do that, Lighthouse family? Yes? Third to the last. Picture nyo para hindi nyo makalimutan ang assignment ninyo. Dahil magtatanong ako sa inyo next Sunday kung ginawa ninyo ang assignment na ito. Ito very important. Ngayong week, dalawin nyo po ang isang kaibigan or isang ka-Lighthouse na mula nung magbukas ang lahat ng churches hanggang ngayon ayaw, ayaw pa rin pumunta sa church. I'm talking to you, Lighthouse family, na nasa live Facebook ngayon. Bakit? Siguro dahil talagang takot sa virus. Takot sa COVID. Dalawin mo, kapatid. At i-offer mo, next Sunday, mag-Lighthouse tayo, sunduin kita. Eh, Pastor, wala akong sasakyan. Malay mo, bigyan ka ng sasakyan ni Lord ngayong week para may panandunga. Pero pwede naman mag-commute. Sunduin lang, lakad kayo, tricycle. Para lang may kumpiyansa siyang makakabalik siya ng church. It's an act of compassion, mga kaibigan. Amen? Sa ating mga nasa Facebook Live, please, if you are, if you'll just see the people who are here right now in the sanctuary, you are missing a lot, mga kapatid. So come and join us. 
And lastly, lastly, sa inyong pamilya, give time for a family member who has hurt you. And this week, release your forgiveness. Wag next next week, itong parating na pitong araw bago tayo magkita-kita muli next week. Because next week, I'm going to talk to you about faith. And you know one of the things that will encumber your experience of miracles from God? Unforgiveness. Next Sunday, even right now, I'm praying that by the faith we have in God, God will unleash His miracles to those that will come to Him in faith. But one thing we will do before that Sunday, release forgiveness to those that have hurt you. You know why? Because everyone needs compassion. Thank you, Jesus. Next Sunday, Luke chapter 8. There are many kinds of faith. When the Lord exhibited the power of faith, some people were awed, some people were frightened, some people ran away, some people even drove Jesus out of their towns. Because faith is powerful. But for those that believe, Faith has become their life-changing moment. So be praying, Lighthouse, that next Sunday, once again, the Holy Spirit will be upon us. Shall we pray? Pahinoon, salamat po for being such a God of compassion. We know, Lord, that we can embrace the, the beautiful prospects of the future, even the beautiful moments of our present times. Because we know, Lord, all our fears, all our failures, all our filth even, of our lives past, all of these have now been covered by the blood of Jesus. And your word declares that there is now no more condemnation to those that stand in the new life that Jesus has purchased for us. Lord, now we echo the words of David when he would say, What is man, O Lord? What is man, what is woman that you are so mindful of us? But that's who you are, Lord. That's the kind of father that you are. You give us your compassion. And because of that, Lord, as the Spirit now fills us, we can be your instrument of compassion to so many other people who are just waiting to be touched by the power of your glory. So this week, Lord, Use us for the honor and the majesty of your name. Lift up your hands, Lighthouse family. And may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance towards all of you. And may the Lord grant us his peace. His compassion, His overflowing, abounding love and faithfulness to everyone that believes. And today, Lord, we recommit our lives to You only in the name of Jesus, our Messiah and King, forever and ever. And everyone will say, Amen. God bless you. Lighthouse family, give someone a hug today. Let's enjoy our celebrations downstairs.